0: Hi, I'm Patricia Quinn, Magenta from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and check out Gruesome Herzog and John Gilling! Woo! It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its
1: toll. <laughs> But listen closely.
0: Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control.
2: I remember doing the time war, drinking those moments when the blackness would hit me and, and the void would be caught. caught.
0: In another dimension, with voyeuristic intention, well secluded, I see all. With a bit of a mind flip,
2: you're into the time slip, and nothing can ever be the same. You're spaced out on sensation, like you're under sedation. To the left. And then it's up to the right. With your hands on your hips.
1: So this is John Gillen again with my uh, famous co-host, the great Gruesome Herzog. And tonight with us, we have the fantastic Patricia Quinn. How are you, Patricia? I'm okay,
0: thanks. Great. Hello, Patricia. Hello.
1: How are you, Gruesome?
0: I'm
1: talking to you too. Thank you. I'm doing good, John. Doing good, John. Cool. Right, Patricia, if we start with uh, Born in Belfast. Um, yeah, born in
0: Belfast. So I'm doing a, I'm okay. I can start there because yesterday I was talking uh, to uh, Belfast because they're doing now a massive thing on my grandfather John Quinn, who it turns out um, was a docker and helped build a Titanic. And there's a massive um, tourist industry in Belfast at the moment about the Titanic. Oh wow! So my oh, uh, grandfather's meant to have. Um, He did the two uh, trial runs of the Titanic from Belfast to Southampton. He was also a sailor and a docker, worker. and uh, But he was a great trade unionist, uh, which wasn't very popular at the time. And um, Anyway, so he uh, did two trial runs of the Titanic, and when he got to Southampton on the last run, they uh, discharged him before it went to America. So if he hadn't been discharged, I wouldn't be talking to you today. (laughs) <laughs> and they, you know, the Irish government Are um, unveiling A headstone for His grave as a kind of um, I suppose as kind of hero Of Northern Ireland So it's quite uh, wonderful because I just went Home to Northern Ireland because they said to me We would like, the BBC Northern Ireland Would like to raise Patricia Quinn's Profile And uh, my cousin said Sure what do you need that for? Everybody knows who you are Anyway <laughs> I said to them could you raise my pay packet and they didn't answer that and uh, they, then they said then um, my agent said they're talking about something about a statue and I said oh I see right I'll be straight over a statue yes <laughs> Okay. so now there's a massive uh, petition on Facebook for my statue in Belfast because Richard O'Brien has one in Hamilton mm-hmm. New Zealand <clears throat> of him as raff with his ray gun in bronze so I went home a couple of years ago to open the Belfast Film Festival and um, I said I would like um, a doctorate at Queen's University as Kenneth Branagh has one so I don't see why I shouldn't <laughs> and um, also that I would like a statue of magenta and her space suit preferably in bronze and they said well Miss Quinn we might be able to arrange the doctorate, but we're not sure about the statue. <laughs> so two years later, the BBC News, BBC, by the way, on the BBC News in Belfast, uh, they said, um, we're interested in creating this statue for you. So I thought, okay,
2: great, right,
0: right. <laughs> let's do it. So um, it's with the um, Belfast Council as we speak, and I've got wonderful sort of... Um, um, Belfast um, messages saying um, all we've ever achieved in Belfast is building the Titanic and encouraging alcoholic wife beaters <laughs> we need to Patricia Quinn and the other ones are saying the twir- Patricia Quinn has sexually liberated Northern Ireland and I thought I know I'm exhausted <laughs> 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 so, it's, so it's great fun and it's wonderful, because Doug Dwyer, who's on my Facebook, has placed the statue, uh, he's taken down the Statue of Liberty, and Magenta's on the uh, that plinth. She's on. She's in the Louvre. She's at the Tower of Pisa. She's um, outside the Ro- Royal Opera House in Belfast. She's go- going all over the world, the statue. She's at the Arc de Triomphe. She's everywhere. That's awesome. I well know. deserved. Well deserved. Well, I don't know about that, but I think it would look great to have rocky horror um you because know, it's people visit um O'Brien's statue. it's like a kind of uh pilgrimage to uh New Zealand. It's not just the Hobbit, it's him as well, so I thought they could visit me while I was seeing the Titanic, don't you think
2: that's cool yeah hell
1: yeah, good question, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so I mean, it all began as kind of a joke, but it ain't no joke now.
1: <laughs>
0: so that, and, uh, that's my Belfast news for you today.
2: Fantastic
1: that's news. Cool. And um you started working in London as a Playboy bunny, which not a lot of people may know.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people do know. I, don't um, I didn't I didn't start work as in London. I I left Belfast at, uh, when I was 17. Um I was acting in the Arts Theatre in Belfast, I came to London and I did quite a lot of acting and I uh, stayed with Jimmy Ellis and his wife and he was in Zed Cars, which was a great um,
2: yeah.
0: uh, police um, serial, so I did that, I did a lot of acting but then um, the Playboy Club opened in London and it, they were advertising the stage for rabbits so I went along and I uh, it said bring your swimsuit so I wore my swimming costume and high heels and um, walked up and down for the Americans. And they said, you're hired. And I was hired as a blackjack dealer, <laughs> which was great. And then the same day, so I was there in my swimsuit and whatever, and the same day I went and uh, auditioned for the drama center, um, the London Drama Center. So I took off the high heels and swimsuit and put on a little dress. Um, girly frock and took off the makeup and did my audition and I got became a bunny and went to drama center the same day I've got both jobs, both things.
2: Excellent.
0: So I, and, so I I learned to, uh, I spent three weeks training to be a blackjack dealer and I worked at the Playboy Club for three months which was fantastic because it had just opened so you can imagine everybody who was anybody came there And it was like being in convent, being in the Playboy Club, actually. Um, Because there was Bunny Mother who would, you know, inspect your costume before you went on the floor, inspect your tail. We got more points. We got prizes for having our tails beautifully brushed. There was a special brush to brush your bunny tail, to make it bigger. Anyway, and it was like, as I say, being in convent, because they inspected your nails and everything before you went on the floor. And then... Dealing blackjack was 20 minutes on 20 minutes off all night because of the concentration thing, so We were fed the same food as the customers at the Playboy club and there were coca-cola machines Which one hadn't seen in London before and so bunnies every 20 minutes were going down to the canteen Or else they were going you weren't allowed to fraternize with the customers and you weren't allowed to dance with the customers so we bunnies used to dance with one another and we used to get really bored, and we'd sit in the canteen, and bunnies would start eating quite a lot, and they then they get laid off for being too plump.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's my that's my Playboy Club, but it was so um, it was I mean Hefner wasn't there; it was Victor Lons in London, and it was um, I never went to the parties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, sadly, and, uh, happy looking back. But I did a documentary with Playboy Bunnies uh, a few years back, and uh, someone said Patricia Quinn was a bunny. Someone remembered that. Because I was only there for three months, but they'd been there for like seven years or more. They had wonderful stories. I missed all the fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After that, there was a lot of uh, theatre and TV work. Well, if we go on to uh you met richard o'brien i believe in 72
0: i auditioned i met richard o'brien because i auditioned for the rocky horror show upstairs at the royal court in in london so it was a little 60-seat theater and um, my agent said which is true i said right, nobody he said they want you to sing a song a rock and roll song and i thought oh and uh they said And I said what is it And he said I think it's something about a circus I said okay So I went to um, The Irish club which the Royal Court Oh I went to the Royal Court the other day It was fantastic I had two friends here Magenta Obsession, Bex And um, another friend Lou Who's a Rocky Horror fan from France And uh They said they wanted to go to the Royal Court And I thought oh mm, you know, to have their photograph taken on the steps of the court with me and with them and so I rang the royal court and I said I've got two people here I said will you give us, can we have a, a tour of the, the theatre and uh, so it was great because I didn't tell them and uh, so we were met at the stage door by a boy called Chris and he took us to the theatre upstairs, he took us to the theatre downstairs and we stood on the stage and I did a few lines from Shakespeare and because I've worked in both those theatres. And it was very nostalgic. It was kind of rather wonderful. And then they said to me, um, you know, if you'd like to go to to meet the people at the box office. So everyone was very, um, very sweet to me. I mean, they all knew who I was. And then, of course, there was a poster of our, we won the 50, we won 50 years a celebration of the Royal Court 50 years and we won the celebration as the best thing to come out of the court. We were voted the best thing to come out of the Royal Court Theatre in 50 years and fantastic stuff was done at that theatre so it was such an honor to win that and um, they had the poster of that up in the um, green room at the Royal Court and the girls and I had our photo taken in front of the poster and I thought yes and it's amazing because people like Simon Signore and um, Alec Guinness and Dame Peggy Ashcroft and my late husband Robert Stevens and uh, Joan Plowright, um, Sir Lawrence Olivier, all of them played the Royal Court. But we won. And uh, they invited me out to meet the box office people and the box office people said, would you like some tickets for tonight? And I said, what's on? And they said, well, the play upstairs is a play about immigrants. And I thought, oh. I thought, "Uh, no thanks. I thought, you you don't have anything on with, you know, sort of high heels, fishnets, and a bit of rock and roll, do you? (laughs) Sadly, no. I thought, wouldn't it have been amazing to have gone and seen Rocky Horror the other night? Imagine that! Imagine that! I think even now I'd be—I think I would be amazed even now to see that upstairs at the Royal Court. (laughs) I never thought of that till now, right, So
1: Right. um,
0: That's how I met Richard O'Brien. I auditioned, and he um, was—you know—auditioning me with uh, Jim Sharman and uh, Richard Hartley, the, the MD.
1: That's my language So on to Rocky Horror Um, Does it surprise you Or I I take it doesn't surprise you that How much it's loved so many years later And how much it's parodied as well
0: Well I've just been watching I I hate to admit But I was waiting for you to say Well I'm not hating to admit, admit it But I'm just watching Rocky Horror done In the Israeli language In Israel it's extraordinary. <laughs> so the Israeli shadow cast are brilliant actually. But it's amazing to hear it all sung in, um Israeli language. It's extraordinary. That and works. then, uh, and then, no, it is, it's astonishing because I have just done, um, a 40 year, Rocky Horror's 40 Years Young this year. That is the stage play. Yes. In 73 we made that. The film's 75, so we're coming up to that. And Larry Weisel, who's, uh, like the head of the fan club in America, I mean, he's, um, he ha- has fantastic, um, conventions, just Rocky Horror conventions. I do Comic-Con conventions, but these are just Rocky. And he has them at, um, Atlantic City. And they're brilliant because we go to the Showboat Hotel and, um the, there's the House of Blue in that hotel so they have the theatre in there the House of Blue theatre and they stage Rocky in it and they do it, it's quite fantastic I mean the sets are amazing the the tank where Rocky's born is like, you know, massive and it takes stagehands to bring it all on and off it's fantastic and they have like, you know, let's like say maybe I exaggerate but let's say 20 magentas, 20 nels, 20 riffraffs Um, From all over the states and they all come on and sort of tag each other to get off One does a few lines another does the next few lines another does the next few. It's amazing and um, What's his name was there uh, Oscar drill in the bits? Um, What's his name? He was there with me uh, and he was trying to make out that he thought that shock treatment was a better film than Rocky I thought okay, sure. and uh, then he came to see the shadow cast with me in the House of Blue, and he'd never seen that before, and he was sitting next to me, and his jaw dropped, you know, because it it is amazing to see what they do with it, and I've just been in San Francisco with Peaches Christ, and um, Peaches couldn't hire the film. Peaches runs the Castro Theatre. She's the drag queen of San Francisco, and she runs the Castro. Very, very successfully. In fact, Peaches is the key to San Francisco. I think <laughs> uh, the key to the city. She's very popular, and um, she said, uh, um, "I can't hire the film, Pat. So I think I'll do the whole. I'll direct the show." And I said, "Oh no, don't do that. A, it's di- quite difficult to do, and B, it's you know too much work, too long." I said do the uh rocky horror tribute show you can buy it on amazon she'd never heard of it and i said it's the concert of the of us on the 50th um year at the royal court and to celebrate that event we did a a concert of uh rocky horror but just the songs so we had um all of us singing and different people singing in it and so you just cut to the songs which of course is kind of the best bit and uh, (laughs) so the concert worked brilliantly and I know Richard O'Brien always thought that he'd like to have it was an idea of his before winning the thing to have um, a concert of Rocky maybe at the Albert Hall with maybe Bowie, Annie Lennox Madonna, whoever you want all singing, you know, as a as a concert. And then that's what he did at the royal court. He got, um, lots of people to sing. Not those people, unfortunately. Right. Although whoever did sing there was Toya and um others. Um but it was it is a wonderful thing to do. So I said to Peaches, you do that and I'll because they were paying homage to Magenta uh, the forty years and uh and um i said do the concert and i'll open it with science fiction and i'll close it and he said um and will you uh wear your space suit and we can have dry ice and blah blah i said no <laughs> 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 i said they can do that i'm not dressing up as me i've been me if you know what i mean right so i leave it to the others to dress up and i just had a wonderful um um Comic Con in Melbourne with Little Nell and uh, we we had a fantastic time and we went to a cinema in Melbourne um, called the Asta Cinema which is a, an Art Deco 30s, wonderful cinema and it was fantastic because everyone in the audience was dressed it was um, Australia likes Rocky Horror so does Dallas, Texas actually I just mentioned those in particular because they were very successful. And I, so this 40 years, I haven't stopped since March. I've been in Canada, Hollywood, um, New Jersey, New York, San Francisco, Dallas, um, Adelaide, Perth, Melbourne. I'm going to Orlando at the end of the month. And, and also I was Court on Saturday. I so, know it's not advertised, but I am. It's not
1: advertised. I was just about to say to you, are there Saturday are and go- Sunday.
0: Yeah. Are you going?
1: I'm going, yeah.
0: Good lord. Okay. I'll so meet I you want-
1: there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just made John's yeah, yeah, you mean-
1: have made my day. I, I was just about to say to you, um, what? do you do the, do you do the UK Comic Cons? Because I've been to a few no, in London I- and Milton Keynes and, I haven't been lucky enough to see you there.
0: No, I haven't. So. I don't do either of those. I've done... uh There's one at Canary Wharf, but I can't do that. And... um This is the First Earl's Court. I do uh, Birmingham. I really like that one. It's great. And I did one in Peterborough, but sadly that was the first one, and they went... Bust. They went bankrupt, because... They were a bit over ambitious, and they had all the trekkies there and everything. I think it cost them a lot of money, and they hadn't quite worked out how to do the tickets and things. They're quite yeah. tricky,
1: for that, instance. Yeah, that's the that one. I think that's the one where the the, the trekkies and uh, and some other fans. I think was it Star Wars or something. They had a fight outside. Really? Yeah, yeah. But the Els the Court one's magnificent. It's well run. Well attended.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Well I only heard about me going there last week. So um the other thing is I've just done a big Doctor Who convention. I was quite amazed by that. Is that in Wales? F- no, here in London.
1: Oh was in it Chiswick, all right.
0: In Chiswick. It was just a small thing, Doctor Who thing. But I was amazed because it was so well attended. I was actually exhausted signing at Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's a dem- very demanding Doctor Who. You know, because they have a lot of stuff. I mean, they've, these guys bring in posters that you can't even get your name on because they've got one billion signatures on them. Oh wow. And I noticed the Earl's Court one has got a lot of Doctor Who people.
1: Yeah.
0: Noel yeah. Clark, he's going, I know him. Yeah, Sorry, Doctor I Who. didn't
1: <laughs> Walking like
2: Dead
0: and others. At
2: Kate Amara. My dad was a big Doctor Who fan, and he, and, uh, he passed away in December at yeah, 66. Thank you. But I can remember um, as a kid growing up, it would come on our channel here, public station, Channel 33, and it, it's no commercial, so it would play the whole way through. And I like Doctor Who because of, uh, obviously, because of my dad and growing up watching it. So I'm, yeah. I, I was like, I basically forgot that you were in uh, an episode of uh, Dr. Hugh so that's like uh, a touching thing for uh, me
0: well my grandson came last night having won 9-1 in football and we watched Georgie Best's Best 10 Goals and we watched Pele and we watched Maradona and we watched My Doctor Who because he requested it he said can I see your Doctor Who Pat I said oh do you have to and he said yeah (laughs) (laughs) Because mine's called Dragonfire And it's three episodes And I met up with Sylvester McCoy In Atlanta, Georgia And they said to us in Atlanta I was there for Rocky And they said, um, would you do a Doctor Who Question and Answer with Sylvester I said, yeah, of course And I was amazed because they had a massive audience For us to I was really amazed And uh, um, They said, well, shall we play The whole three episodes, Pat? I said, oh, do you have to? Um, <laughs> I said, I thought, because don't want to bore them to death, you know. And they said, well, what do you think, one or two? I said, well, maybe two. And Sylvester said, she um, just wants one and two, because she dies in the second one. <laughs> so I didn't want the third one. But that wasn't why at all. I'd forgotten I died. Oh, I was kidding. I forgot that. I didn't remember that. But, uh, Sylvester did, because he obviously wanted to play the whole bloody thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it, it was a wee bit naive, although Doctor Who people like it. I mean, that's what they like. It was my fr- girlfriend began Doctor Who, Verity Lambert. She was the in- instigator with, um they just made a film about the beginning of Doctor Who, with the first Doctor. Mm. someone playing him and uh, Verity, my friend, is in it she was like a secretary at the BBC but she kind of worked her way up and began the Doctor Who thing with another with some chap whose name I don't know but um, Verity Lambert became a top, top producer at the BBC she has since died but um, she produced me in uh, Shoulder to Shoulder about the pancasts about getting votes for women I played Christopher Pankhurst, and in fact, someone's just emailed me today, um, well, they want to, um, she's like a doctor, Vicky, somebody from, um they want to do a showing of all of that stuff in May, and they want it to be re-shown on the BBC, because there's so much interest in women's suffrage and uh, the whole thing at the moment. It is, it's everywhere, about uh-huh. uh, the suffragettes, mm. and that series was... Really fantastic. I mean, it's quite, it's so well written as things were in television then. I mean, we've got Downton now, but that's about it. And that's mm. sort of okay. <laughs> Why are we talking about that well, when we're talking about Rocky Horror? Sorry.
1: Right. <coughs> after, after Rocky Horror, uh, yeah. you did some... Uh... There was no
0: after Rocky Horror.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. After you hear that, say it again.
0: There was no after Rocky Horror. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well, it never Rocky
1: died. TV. <laughs> TV. I wanted to talk about because you appeared yeah. in some very big uh, shows like The Professionals, Tales of the Unexpected. Uh, you yeah. stabbed Larry. You stabbed Larry Lamb in Fox. If you remember <laughs> that, yeah. The great <laughs> Larry Lamb. And uh,
0: I just quickly want to say my grandson Charlie said last night when he was watching me in Doctor Who. He said, "Do you only play baddies, pat?" <laughs> and I thought, "Oh god." I said, "Well, they're usually the best parts because I'm always the witch or the uh, you know, and and um, I suddenly had to s- search my brain to think, "Did I ever play anyone nice?" <laughs> well Mon- Monica
1: was because quite nice
0: I thought there's a pattern
1: here well Monica was quite nice in Minder uh, until you drew the little watch on the painting oh
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> well he was, he was a bad
1: boy you also appeared in uh, halt the Slayer with Jack Palance that's a name uh in oh, yeah, a
0: that is, well that was stunning and they, they have a it was great because they have a, a documentary interview with that, I don't know if you've seen it and they interviewed Jack Palance and for me to I didn't really have any scenes with him but to be anywhere near him because he's a total hero for me because I was brought up on his movies like Panic in the Street, I mean it's amazing <laughs> fantastic and there we were in Elstree um, in the back lot in um, the p- forest of whatever during Hawk the Slayer in the pouring rain. And uh, um, it was great because the documentary, they say to Jack Palance, you know, and so Mr. Palance, you know, why have you chosen to do that film? He said, because I like to wear black. He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what else could he say? And her take the money. And then, and then, and then they came to me and he said, and here we have Patricia Quinn, and who do you play in this film? And I said, woman. And he said, is that it? I said, yes. I said, she was called old woman, but then they got me for the part, so now she's woman. (laughs) (laughs) And then I loved it because they made me blind, they made me wear that thing. They could have, as, as Richard O'Brien said, the, the, um, the Transylvanians wanted to ride the motorbikes and go pillion and things when they did the shoot for the motorbikes going to the, the house uh, because they had, you know, motorbike extras to do that or, or motorbike riders. But the actors, the Transylvanians actually wanted to be, to do it, to do the shoot. So they wanted to do that and O'Brien's thing was that that was... Why would they want to do that? Because they all had helmets on and things. He said, I mean, it could, if they did that, it could be a gorilla with a pipe. Meaning, <laughs> you know what that, you know, he meant, they won't be seen, so it could be a gorilla with a pipe on the back of the motorbike.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You get it? <laughs> yep. get it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so in Hawk the Slayer, I think I could have been a gorilla with the pipe, because they put me, they made me blind, they had, had um you know, so it could have been anyone under that costume. You didn't have to, because you couldn't see me. You couldn't see who it was. Right. And so I had this blind, I had this leather thing round my eyes, which was so uncomfortable. And so they punched a hole in it, which you can see on the big screen. You can see the hole punched in it so I could see out of it. But I couldn't see out of that hole. You try looking out of a hole with your, you know. <laughs> I had to look down when I was walking, I had to look under you know, and so I'm in the forest and I say to the band of seven which is the giant and the dwarf and whatever and I say, follow me, and I go off with my staff and traipse off, and it's and they all turned and went the other way and I thought, they didn't edit that, that's still in the film if I'm walking off follow me and they all go in the opposite direction (laughs) it's hilarious that film and and, uh, we'll go back to Charlie the grandson Charlie said you know my favourite film after Raiders of the Lost Ark I said no he said Hawk the Slayer I said oh Charlie I love you But actually, Linus O'Brien, Linus, Richard's son, and my son, Quinn Hawkins, who were Charlie's age then, um, that film was shown at the Odeon Marble Arch, which was a great big cinema at the time. I think it was quite a few cinemas now. And um, it was, young people, people loved that film. And it's, you know, it's got the worst effects. It hasn't got any effects. It's just that people really liked that film. Extraordinary. Anyway
1: and then, That's cool And then you followed that up with shock treatment What are your thoughts on that today?
0: Well, um, shock treatment is uh, very You know, quite a few people do shock treatment They shadow it And I have got a fan um, And he's amazing He plays me And he's a big American guy Wally, he's called And uh, he's adorable, and I know his wife and his mother came to visit me. Very extraordinary. We had a walk on Primrose Hill and had tea together, and Wally's wife and his mother, and he dresses up as me, as uh, Nation McKinley, and he's brilliant because every hand gesture, everything I do, he does perfectly. So I've seen him shadowing um, in at a convention in Manchester, and shock treatment shadows quite brilliantly and they actually would quite like to put it on stage because the songs I think are excellent in shock treatment, I really yeah, like definitely. yeah and um, uh, but the trouble is it's all about who wrote what and who owns what it's really r- rather boring because I think it might make a g- good stage show I mean musically you know, shot Treatment was a bit confused, uh, to say, uh, because It went through so many changes, because we were meant to film in Texas And the whole thing, and they did a recce in Texas, and they did everything And the costumes were bought in thrift shops in Texas And then there was a writer's strike in Hollywood So nobody could work in America So we had to go to Wembley Studios, which wasn't quite Texas and so the film went through a lot of changes, you know, script-wise. Mm. Whatever. So I I don't know how it came to be what it is, except when I went to see the um, the Truman Show with James Carey, Jim Carey, yep. Richard Ryan phoned me up and said, they've stolen my plot, which th- they did. They didn't steal mm. it, but it. I think shot treatment was ahead of its time. I didn't get it, and I was in it. I get it now. <laughs> No, You know what I mean, I mean and Barry Humphries said to me Do you know what this is about I said no And I really hate people knocking films they're in You know, I think it's not a good thing to do But I was confused Not confused, I just Well I did my job But I um I watch it now And I I think it was ahead of its time I think O'Brien's amazing I was listening to him the other day because the girls were here from the Royal Court girls that I was with, and they hadn't heard Absolute O'Brien. Have you?
1: No, have they, they?
0: Absolute O'Brien. It's a recording of his. It's a CD.
1: No, I haven't.
0: No. Yeah, well, no. you get it online, uh, you know, because I think it was always sold online. He, oh. I think he he made it with Richard Hartley. The music's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. And and then he did a video. He did a wonderful. Um, um, you bring out the angel in me. The song is called. Oh. And he did it. He found a girl with a bald head like himself, and he did a wonderful video of that. Um, and it looks fantastic, actually, because the two of them together look amazing.
2: Huh.
0: So you know he. <coughs> and I just listened to his lyrics, and I thought. Absolutely still astounded by what he's achieved. I'm still, I still haven't taken it in. You know, cause when I, cause I've done so much travelling this year and when I ended up, when I was in Melbourne and I sort of looked at people and thought everyone's living their life the same Everywhere they, you know, go to work. They go home. They have dinner. Their children's education. Their this, that, and the other. Their boyfriend. Their girlfriend. Or whatever. And I suddenly thought of and crawling on the planet's face. Some insects called the human race, because I'd been everywhere seemingly, and um, everyone's in their own little world. You know. Ah. <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah. Mm. Um how did you get the part um of, in Lords of Salem?
0: Oh, Rob Zombie's a Rocky Horror fan. And um everyone I knew, you know, my friend uh, Marcus Sinclair and uh, who was uh uh who is a goth, um um I I was offered it, a straight offer from Los Angeles, would Patricia Quinn play Megan in Lords of Salem for Rob Zombie directing and writing? And I thought, who, who is Rob Zombie? (laughs) 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 Yeah, and, and Marcus and others were around and they said, you, what? They said, so they're goths and 30 year olds and da 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 da. And they said, You don't know Rob Zombie, House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie and, uh, you know, White Zombie. So that's the story goes. So they brought in House of a Thousand Corpses and I played that and then they White Zombie was on the C D was on and I was saying, Turn that bloody thing off <laughs> I was
2: like,
0: Rob Zombie I said, Keep him on keep him on <laughs> and then And then uh, I went to L.A. and uh, met Rob, and um, then people were writing um, on the Internet. They were saying that I'd had dinner with Rob Zombie 10, 15 years ago. So I said to him, I said, the people are saying I had dinner with you 10 or 15 years ago in London. He said, well, you did, Pat. I said, oh. I said, could you give me a clue? And and he said uh uh yeah, well I was there, two of us were there, we were, we were talking about producing, directing a film and uh um he said and we had dinner at the Grout Show after our interview and da 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 And I thought, Oh and I said, Are you the crow man? And he said, Yeah. I said, Oh I said, What happened to you? <laughs> he interviewed me for a film he was going to do a remake of The Crow but I didn't know he was called Rob Zombie, I didn't know that and he wanted specifically to see me, Richard O'Brien and um, Christopher Lee specifically Um, but he never did it so Jeremy Zinneman the casting director said he really, you know these are the people he wants to see and that's it I said oh right that sounded quite promising, but it never happened. But 15 years later, it turned out, because he found the photos of him and me outside the Groucho 15 years before. And I love Rob Zombie because he's very faithful, don't you think? Mm-hmm. He kept me in mind for 15 years till he got <laughs> apart part for me. I love him. <laughs> I do. And it was so great doing that because, you know, he has a fantastic crew. He has carte blanche and Jason Blum Bloom Blum, was a producer and he produces quite a lot of horror stuff. And I it was great because he lives in the Hollywood Hills and he's got the most fantastic home and his father was um the art dealer for Jackson Pollock and Warhol. So you can imagine.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, maybe he not and uh, and um he sent a his driver for me um, to be guest of honour at his Halloween party um, in the Hollywood Hills while I was filming uh, Lords of Salem. So that was pretty neat, don't you think?
2: Yeah, it is. It's pretty yeah,
0: cool. Definitely. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> rock, I mean, Rocky Horror in America, you know, Halloween is Rocky Horror Day. It's fantastic. Sweet. And a girl phoned me the other day. She was with a friend of mine in they that met up and she was talking about getting her magenta costume for halloween and he said would you like to i'm just ringing someone and he said will you talk to her and i said oh who is it and he said she dresses up as magenta every halloween you know well so do a lot of people (laughs) 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 but i mean it is it is you know it's um it is rocky horror night because when i was there um that scottish interviewer he does uh, craig ferguson uh, who does um yeah. the uh, American chat show interviews that night that I was at the party at mr bloom's house Craig Ferguson was singing um science fiction with others on the telly so cool. I'd have to tell you that I do these signings at the moment, and um I was with um captain Kirk. um so what's his his name? Shatner, William Shatner. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I was wearing my fishnet John Paul Gaultier dress and my fishnet Asian provocateur stockings, and uh, I'd never met William Shatner. I went into the green room and he was sitting there. And when I walked in, he went, "Hmm." I said, oh. <laughs> "All right." I said, "Fishnet, Mr. Shatner." And he said, yeah, I bet you could catch some sardines with that.
2: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I said, Mr. Shatner, I could catch a shark with this. It. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: It's put me on fishnet for life, because I never thought about catching fish,
1: with it? <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> That's Shatner all right.
0: Uh, and it was quite clever, though, wasn't it? That was quite funny. It was. It? Yeah. Okay,
1: Did um... It? Uh, If I can ask one last question, one I always save up for the end, Um, could you name a favourite horror movie?
0: Oh gosh, somewhere through my head there. I I'm not a great horror fan, Uh, so I'm going to say just to be really awkward. Um.
1: You can say The Shining if you want to.
0: Yeah, I know, could
1: (laughs) Stop coaching
0: I I know Jack, actually (laughs) Jack plays ball with Lou Adler I mean, they go to the ball game together Jack was at the um, which anniversary? The um, was it the 20th? The one we had at 20th Century Fox Jack was in the marquee So Jack's a Rocky Horror Boy (laughs) Mr. Nicholson no, I think Lords of Salem Lords of Salem is a fantastic sort of homage to things like The Shining and Rosemary's Baby and, and there's very mixed um, ideas about it people who know that are like it but the point is that um, I think those that know really get what Zombie was trying to do and it is very different from his other stuff but um, I think it actually looks fantastic the film Lords mm. of Salem and um, I, I bought two um, DVDs of it and I thought what did I do that for did I think I was going to wear one out <laughs> <laughs> so I've only really watched I've with... <laughs> watched it once at home I saw actually it was fantastic because I was in LA at the time and they had a kind of premiere for it so I was on the red carpet with Zombie and The Witches and uh, sherry and it was very unexpected because um, they didn't tell us till two days before that they were going to do that and so i had a kind of um you know oscar moment in hollywood it was wonderful actually to see lords of salem on the big screen
1: that's cool you
0: know? yeah. and it was it's was, it's very beautiful it's very clever mm. so that so
1: you're going to so you're going to stick with lords of salem i am that's cool Well, we really, really do appreciate your time. It's so nice of you to come on. Been looking forward to this interview all week. And uh, I really look forward to uh, meeting you on Sunday. I can't wait.
0: I'm I'm thrilled that you pursued this because it's been great. Thank you both.
1: Thank you very much, Patricia. You are a sweetheart. Thank you for your time.
0: Uh, It was great. Thanks a lot.
1: I I look forward to Sunday. We
0: could have a glass of champagne now. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> okay. Take care,
1: dear. Thank you. All right.
0: See you at Earl's Court, Mr
1: Gillian. Yeah, I will do. I will All right, do. Bye. See ya. Bye, right, take care. Thank
0: you.